and welcome to another episode of Heavy Pages, a Divorce Journal. This is Josie, your host, and this is a Topic Tuesday episode where we discuss topics that have to do with separation, divorce, relationships, co-parenting, children, and anything else that tickles our fancy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to another Topic Tuesday episode. You know I had to do it. I had to do it. You saw the date. Did you notice the date? And I noticed it. And there was no way that I could do an episode today that was not about Valentine's Day. Because it's probably one of the only times in my podcast history, unless I continue for... How many times does it take for the date to re uh, reset? I'm not sure, but it probably won't be on a Tuesday for many more years to come. So I had to do an episode today on Valentine's Day. But don't worry, this is still a separation and divorce podcast. So I'm not going to be talking to you about five great places to take your date or what the best chocolate for Valentine's is or are roses or carnations a better gift. Nope, that's not what we're going to be talking about here. I'm actually going to go a little bit dark because I found this article that's called The Dark Origins of Valentine's Day. So I thought I would um, share that with you. It's not pretty and it's pretty typical though of what you would expect to be part of the world's history. So it's an article that I found on NPR and I am going to share it in the show notes so that you can read the full thing because I won't be reading it all. I'm just going to be reading about some of it, right? So here we go. The origins of Valentine's Day. It says that from February 13th to 15th, the Romans celebrated the feast of Lupercilla, and I'm probably saying that wrong. But anyway, the men... And this is a trigger warning for people, pet lovers and the like. The men would sacrifice a goat and a dog, and then they would whip women with the hides of the animals they had just slain. Jesus. So the Roman romantics were drunk and they were naked. And then young women would line up for the men to hit them because they believed that they would, that it would make them fertile. And who made them think that it would make them fertile? I'm sure it was one of those men that created this whole thing in the first place that told them, hey, no, I know it sounds weird. And I know I'm probably, you know, uh, getting a heart on here, beating you up with uh, the dead carcass of an animal. But it's for your own good, I promise. So this also, of course, included matchmaking, a matchmaking lottery in which the young men drew the names of the women from a jar, and then the couples would, you know, get together for the duration of the festival or or longer, if, you know, there was a connection, no pun intended. And of course, the ancient Romans were also responsible for the name of the modern day of love, because uh, one of the emperors, Emperor Claudius II, executed two men, both named Valentine, on February 14th of different years back in the third century. So their martyrdom was honored by the Catholic Church, who celebrated St. Valentine's Day. 
And then as most things, a Pope, uh, let me see if I'm going to say his name right, Pope Galatius. Wow. History is not my thing. So I just warning you ahead of time. But Pope Galatius the first, he muddied things up in the 5th century by combining St. Valentine's Day and Lupercija Day to expel the pagan ritual, which, you know, is what they say they did with Christmas and things like that. They take a date and they try to merge them together to try to take out all the non-religious aspects of things. So not a shock that they did it here, too. But anyway, uh, the festival then was a little more theatrical. I guess that hopefully means that they weren't killing animals. And even though it was still like a drunken party, the Christians made sure to put their clothes back on. But it was still considered a day of fertility and love. And apparently, around the same time, Norsemen would celebrate Galentine's Day. And Galen meant lover of women. So it says here that it's likely confused with St. Valentine's Day at some point, in part because they sound alike. Well, yes. And now don't we have Galentine's Day, which is a little bit, it's spelled a little bit different here. It's Galantine, maybe G-A-L-A-T-I-N. But we have Galentine's, which I think is supposed to be like on the 13th, where women get together and just show their appreciation and um, love for each other in their platonic sisterly ways, which is nice, especially if you don't have a Valentine to deal with. You don't even have to worry about the 14th because you celebrate it on the 13th with your besties. So anyway, it says as the years went on, the holiday grew sweeter. Uh, Of course, Shakespeare and other romanticized the date in their work and it gained popularity. Now, here's something that I found very interesting is when do you think The United States made it a thing. Do you think like it's been around since the days of the horse-drawn carriages and that, you know, the people from Little House on the Prairie were buying chocolates for each other? (laughs) Well, no. In 1913, can I just say I don't even know when Little House on the Prairie is? Let me check that right now. Okay, good. I didn't want to come off looking like a complete moron. (laughs) So yes, um, Little House on the Prairie was back in the 1870s to 1894. And Valentine's Day cards, they didn't come out until 1913 by a little known company called Hallmark Cards. And yep, they started mass producing the Valentine's cards. And as it says here, February has not been the same since. So back before 1913, I mean, I had family. My grandfathers were born back in 1908. Of course, may they rest in peace. But that just shows that uh, within just a few lifetimes ago, Valentine's wasn't really even a real thing. Not like it is now where it's just all about, you know, hearts and pink and candy and chocolate. And yes, I recognize that it's a money grab and I get it. Do I fall into that money grab? Yes. Yes, I do. I'm going to admit that I do. I love the feel of Valentine's Day. I like the happiness that it kind of gives off, for me at least. Honestly, I'm sure that there were times when I hated Valentine's Day or when I was, you know, single or recently divorced or separated and I wasn't happy about it. But I was looking back at my journal entries. As you know, this podcast basically started with journal entries. And my first journal entry was in March. But our breakup 
uh, basically started in February. But I don't have a really bad memory of Valentine's Day. So I think maybe he was courteous enough to have waited to say it after Valentine's Day. And then by the time the next Valentine's Day came around, um, I had had, well, 11 months of dealing with my separation. So I think I was in a better place. And honestly, don't quote me because I'm not there yet on my journal entries, but I'm almost willing to bet that I went out on a date with my ex on Valentine's Day. Platonic, but because, again, he knew that I had value in Valentine's Day. I think we went out to see a movie. It might have even been Phantom of the Opera, but I could be wrong. Anyway, I know that we went out to see a movie. And I think that I remember feeling kind of stupid because I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? You know, I had worked through a lot of my problems and pain and suffering with him. And I I know I wanted us to stay friends because, you know, at that point I felt like he was. He had been my best friend and he was the father of my child and all that kind of stuff. But Going on a Valentine's date with him was probably not the smartest thing in the world. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. So, yes, I do enjoy the date and I do enjoy getting gifts for like my children and for my family members and for myself because believe you me, I will buy myself a box of chocolates and not feel bad about it at all. So, but... You don't have to feel bad about it. You can just ignore the day as you can tell from what I just read. And you probably already knew this, but if you didn't, now you know. You have permission to forget about it. It is only a 120-year-old tradition. Actually, this year makes it 120 because it was 1913. So you can ignore it. It doesn't really have to be anything about your life. And if you're struggling with a separation... Try not to let a made-up holiday bring you further down. And if you can't ignore the day, then do like I always suggest. Make it about you. Make it a great day for you. Go get your nails done. Go have a nice meal. Give yourself the gift of a massage. Do whatever you need to do to spoil yourself. Because if anybody deserves spoiling, I'm sure that it's you. And with that, I'm going to leave it here for this one. I hope you found it slightly interesting, a little bit cringy, I'm sure. And at least, if nothing else, thank God we're not getting beat by the carcasses of dead animals. (laughs) I'll leave it there, and I will catch you on the next one. Bye for now. That's going to be it for this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can always find me on Instagram at heavy underscore pages underscore podcast. And if you found this episode interesting, please consider clicking on that five star rating and following so you are notified when the next episode drops. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone.